Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. All right. Hi, everybody. We are back with another solo episode. I am Ambrosia, and with me today, I have Catherine Galvin, who is a psychic medium. And she has her own podcast and she does a bunch of cool shit. She's also my friend. So I'll let you introduce yourself for people who maybe haven't heard you on the podcast before and don't know who you are. Thank you. I love being on this show. I am Catherine. I am a psychic medium and I dabble more into the side of true crime with psychic medium stuff. That's the show the show of my name, the name of my show is Murder and Mediumship, and also can be found on Spotify, iTunes, all of the normal places for podcasts. Um, and we talk about crimes that are unsolved or where the crime perhaps is, quote, solved, but not necessarily in a way that people um, are in agreement with what the end result of the case is, with what the convictions are and whatever. So like, just like some Scott Peterson stuff, we're interviewing Jeffrey Epstein this month, um, Lots of controversial cases, and I mean, Tupac. We've done. You've talked to Tupac, right? Yeah, you've talked. Yeah, to I was Tupac muting myself though. so you could do your interview. Yeah, yeah, I your interview. Yes, I talked to Tupac. <laughs> he was really cool. Yeah, yeah. So lots of fun stuff, and I, I mean, I got my whole start with doing all of this with Ambi. So always fun to come full circle and be on this show. Um, yeah. So thanks for having me. Of course I'm having you. I love having you here. I think it's awesome. Um, Well, now that people know a little bit about you, also, if you haven't checked out her podcast, she already mentioned it, please do, because it's really awesome and I might get to be on it. No big deal. But also check it out because it's really fun. So today we wanted to talk about uh, psychic kids. And I think most of the listeners know that I have three children and you have what, six now? How many kids do you have? Yeah, it feels like it. Three. I have three boys, so six children. They each count as two. Yeah, they're almost seven, five, and just turned two. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's anarchy all the time here, which is only increased tenfold by everyone being so sensitive to energy, right? As you yeah. know, yeah. for sure. How were they with this last full moon? I mean... I realize that when this plays back on the podcast form, no one will see the face that I just made, but they were horrendous. Oh my God. Everyone was so tired. Yeah. And, and plus like where we are, right. It was the first week of school. So mm-hmm. everyone was already tired, but then you add on to that 
full moon and just like the way the energy's just been so I feel like um it's almost like I get that song like you're hot and you're cold it's ass and you're no right that's like yeah. in my head with how the energy feels like it's been you're either like on top of the world or you're like clawing yourself out of the deepest hole right now and I think that's exactly where my kids were everything was a giant emotional breakdown what about yours um, my kids weren't too emotional. They weren't too emotional. They were just super hyper, super amped up, super excited. Yeah. Um, super crazy, but more so than normal, I would say. I think they can feel it more than anything else. And, mm-hmm. you know, we did a few moon rituals that I was trying to see okay. if it would help them, but it did not help the little one. But what is, what are some, I don't know. So my question would be, I know personally, because we talk quite often about how your kids are and the different fun things that happen with psychic children, but let's pretend that I don't. What are some signs that people can look out for to say, okay, my kid is seeing something, my kid is feeling something that most people don't feel. How do you know if your kid is psychic or not? I love this. And I also love that we've never really, deep dived, deep dove. We've never gone deeply into together either way. (laughs) We've never gone too far into this together either. We've just been like, guess what my kids said, right? So Mm -hmm. um, I feel like when my oldest was little and he also is my most hyper child, but I feel like, thank God, not thank God that he was sick. He wasn't feeling well this past weekend. So his hyperactivity was very, very low. It was a little refreshing for the rest of us, but that poor kid wasn't feeling great. Anyway, I digress. Um, When he was probably around 18 months, two-ish, somewhere in there, he would wake up like frozen in his crib and just stare and point and scream. But if he was having a bad dream, he'd like yell mom or he'd like start crying or fussing, but you could go in there and you could soothe him and he'd go back to sleep. Well, then it started happening where he would wake up and he was inconsolable until you got him out of the room. And this is right around the time that I was coming into my own ability and met you. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was interesting because I could feel it, even though I wasn't intentionally connecting yet, I would tell my husband, like, you go in there and check, or I wouldn't check the baby monitor because you could feel the intensity of whatever was in there, which I have since learned just because you feel something that feels intense doesn't mean that it is. It could just be that you're feeling energy. You're not used to feeling right. So you don't understand it. It feels more intense. He would stare and stare and stare and scream and scream. And it was just always different from when he would wake up and just cry and be easily consoled right and comforted um with my middle child though he would with him his intuition didn't show up like that at all in fact I thought wow maybe this one's gonna be quote normal or whatever right Mm -hmm. Uh, false a couple of years ago probably just about two not two years ago my podcast just celebrated about a year in March so about a year and a half I was researching a case that had to do with police corruption and my middle child came in and he said that he had a bad dream about wolves in the police station and the police officers were turning into wolves and they were really the bad guys. And I realized he was totally connecting to the case that I was researching with police corruption. So he'll dream hop and all of a sudden I'm like literally moms of children who are not intuitively gifted. Wow. 
good for you because they're not hopping into your dreams on top of following you wherever you go, even to the bathroom, right? Like now they come into my dreams. So he would come in and we would have like interactive experiences in our sleep where we would be sharing the same dreamscape, I suppose, and, and whatever um, wow. terms they should be using there. But that, that's always, that's been pretty interesting with Connor. He's only two. We will see. But I have seen him offer up his snack to no one in particular a couple of times. So maybe that is him, I don't know, just sharing with the wind or there's someone there and you would think, okay, yeah, you can see it. But I don't know about you. I'm not tapped in all the time. So if my kids are seeing something, I have to go, okay, what are they seeing? And then like tap in to understand. Otherwise I'm off. I don't want to know what's going on around me or, or whatever. So I think sign wise, it really varies. And then you even have to understand when they start talking about things that scare them at night, you have to pay attention. Like, is this their imagination or is this really deeply their intuition? Right. You have to, and we don't always know. We'll ask each other too. Like, what was that, that they were feeling? Put my worries at ease because I don't want it to be any kind of like heavier energy or anything. Um, I think the beginning of it, it's harder to discern what is imagination and what is intuition. And you just kind of have to listen, right? And give them the benefit of the doubt and hear what they're saying, even if it is just their imagination. Yeah, I'm so sorry that that scared you. Um, you know, you're safe in your own home, um, things like that, right? Uh, I don't know, but you're, I know your daughter is fairly intuitive. Is Is your son too? I feel like, uh, so we're talking about, so just for everybody listening, we're talking about the little one, Oliver, um, and not the oldest one. So the oldest one actually will come downstairs and be like, did you say my name? And I'm like, nope, didn't do that, bud. Or he'll, uh, he heard this was in, this is interesting. So we're, it was myself and Mo in the living room. And then the two little ones at the the breakfast counter. Okay. So we're all downstairs and Riley comes out of his room with a sword. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? What's happening? Like, what's going on? It's like my dog. I'm like, what's happening? And he's like, you didn't hear that. And I'm like, hear what? I didn't hear anything. And he's like, I heard a woman scream. And I'm like, nope, didn't hear that. So he's downstairs with his sword and he's like, what the hell? He's like trying to make sense. Like, was it the TV? Like he's trying to figure it out. Right. But I knew right away that he heard a ghost or spirit. And as he's at the bottom of the stairs, he hears someone from upstairs go help me. And he's like, oh no, I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. And nobody else heard it, but him. And he said, it, it gives me goosebumps. He said it was a woman's voice. And he's like, nope, nope, I'm done. Like he completely was like, we're not doing this. And he got freaked out and went back to his room. And I was like, Riley, it's okay. It's just your gifts opening. He's like, I don't want to go into the family business. I don't want to do this. And he was utterly freaked out. Uh, Being mechanics, right? Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> that's, that's funny you say that because what was it yesterday morning it had to be recent you know time is nothing when you have small children so time really is my right it is anyway but that's another conversation um my five-year-old he typically my boys we just moved into a new house in may and it's not like new build new house but it's it's a new house 
for us. And it's not a really old neighborhood, but we're mm-hmm. also in the um, coastal Virginia area, right? So there's a lot of like rich, like Revolutionary War, Civil War history, that kind of thing. Um, a lot of Native American culture here that has gone um, not talked about and repressed and hidden right from history. So I feel like there's already a lot of energy just here in general. And then you put who I don't doubt, three intuitive children. And then my husband, we were all in our living room the other day and all of us, meaning the two dogs too, are within eyesight of somebody in the room. All of us are in the room and you hear in the kitchen, the trash can lid go up and then crash down. And my husband goes, what the F was that? We have an 11-year-old walker hound who will get into anything and everything. I say I have an 11-year-old dog. People are like, oh, little old girl. I'm like, no, 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 no. Little devil dog, 100%. I thought she was getting into the trash. And she was laying directly next to my husband's foot, like touching his foot. It was not her. The other dog was right across from me. All of the kids were in the room. We have no idea who it was, right? And he's like, come on. Couple of days later, you hear like knocks on the wall behind me, like in my office, right? I'm like, all right, this is this is bull. I don't like this at all. Well, Jameson, the five-year-old, the other day decides that he's going to get up out of bed, and instead of screaming for dear life because he can't find us immediately upon opening his eyes, because that's what his expectation is here, he comes down. We have two staircases. One is in the front of the house. One is in the back, and it basically just connects to our bedroom and um, like the guest bedroom. Um, kind of. So you don't really use it that often. Like just Mike and I use it. Well, mm-hmm. Jay decided to hide behind the door and we didn't see him, but I heard him running around upstairs. Right. So mm-hmm. you go and like in your mind, your intuition goes, that was a real person. My son got up and then you go up there and he's not up there, nor is he screaming. And he's all Aries. Like if he's pissed, he's pissed. Right. So he's not telling me like, Hey, I got up and you weren't here, which is something he says a lot. Um, nowhere to be found. I ran around this house twice. My husband, who's super low key, doesn't get riled up over anything, starts to get a little panicky. I'm like, Mike's starting to get panicky. Like, where did Jay go? I'm like, this is like fucking poltergeist that he gets sucked into the TV. Like what is happening here? Finally open the door again to go back up into our bedroom. And that child is standing on the stairs in the dark with his eyes half open and he's got his head like tilted down. Oh, that's scary. Just staring. And I went, I don't know what noises came out of my mouth. He scared the ever loving crap out of me. That would freak me the fuck out. Could you not find me? He's already laughing. Like, I swear if some crazy noise had come out of his mouth, I think I would have punched him. Having (laughs) When was this? Was this at nighttime or during the day? the morning it was in the morning but like morning like not like your kids do normal morning where they wake up and the sun's up right like my right. kids get up before dawn is cracking so it That's was awesome. still dark could not find him scared the ever-loving crap out of me which he now knows how to effectively do and I feel like I'm gonna find him on the back stairs hiding quietly a lot now which is not okay <laughs> that was terrifying so Oh my yeah, God. He's, he's definitely more intuitive, but that child too, he, when I ran upstairs to go check on him, when I heard him running and then he never came downstairs, mm-hmm. as soon as I got upstairs, my husband said he heard someone in his ear go, 
whispered his name and he was like, what the hell? He, he swears being intuitive is contagious. And we know that it's that energy is around, it's available. And if you are with someone who's intuitive, you're more than likely going to open up a little bit more yourself mm-hmm. if you're open to it, I feel like at least. Um, oh, 100%. But the, the boys definitely have had their fair share of experiences that I, I feel like I want to help other people with their intuitive kids. But I also feel like I don't know what the hell I'm doing with them because they just shock you all the time. The other night we laid in bed and he was watching basically what he was describing to be the Northern lights, just trailing across my ceiling, watching this green light, just moving from the hallway into my room and no door, like there are no windows on the back of our house that open up to any streets. We're on a quiet court. There are no Mm -hmm. cars that could shine lights in the window, nothing like that. And he's just watching these lights go across and he's mesmerized by it. Not scared, mesmerized. It was wild. And we, I don't see like that. So for him to be seeing that and describing it to me, then I could see it in my mind's eye. But first, I'm just hearing what his experience is, right? I think that's really incredible to kind of watch them start to open up, but also making sure that you're reaffirming for them that you are safe and these are your choices that you're making about your intuition and how to use it and how to shut it off and keep yourself safe. Right. Exactly. Yeah. How to keep yourself and your children safe and everybody at home safe. Um, And I think the other thing that a lot of people, in my opinion, don't really um, realize or pay attention to is this idea that like fear can take its own shape and fear, especially with little kids can perpetuate and get bigger and bigger. And it can create like poltergeist situations. And I think that that's something that a lot of people kind of let um, really let escalate. And everybody assumes like, well, if we have positive energy in the house, like not necessarily if you have fear, which most people have fear, but kids associate like things that they see with their mind's eye or senses that they have. Um, and they know that it's not air quote normal, or most people can't do this. And then they associate that with fear and it can kind of perpetuate. So I would definitely also pay attention to that and try to be the calm in the storm instead of like making it worse. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad you said that because um, my oldest Wesley will be, he'll be in his room and he wakes up, he's almost seven and he's gone from, I thought, wow, he's so quiet here. I feel like my house tricked me. Like when you adopt a dog or something in the first two weeks, the dog is like an angel. And then week three, you meet Satan himself in your dog. You meet the real dog that you adopted. Yeah. Yeah. This will chew my shoes and pee everywhere. And that's fine. But I I guess it's got a lot more work to do than I thought. And I feel like moving into this house, I was like, wow, it's so quiet here. Mm -hmm. And the energy is so peaceful. And then all of a sudden I'm seeing people running from all corners of the house at like random times calling you being like, did I buy a haunted house? And you're like, well, come on. Yeah, Um, I mean, you had to have known that you bought a haunted house. I guess I, you know me, always wishing for the absolute best (laughs) butterfly, rose-colored glasses, perfect rainbow scenario. But I, I do feel like this house itself and the land here has a lot more activity and it's no longer just me being a beacon to it as right. a medium there's more activity here for sure um and like inside and outside so anyhow uh Wesley went from just being scared and running into a room to now he won't get out of his bed and I think that's really interesting because now we're back to when he was like two years old right and he'll be sitting in his room 
and he'll scream. And when I ask him, well, why don't you get up and come to me? He goes, because as soon as I start moving, it chases me. And I'm like, oh, that's mm. interesting. And, and for anyone listening, I'm, I'm not ignoring what he's afraid of. I'm trying to find the way to it. It's like a trial and error right now, right? Trying right. to figure out exactly how to stop this because I also am a Reiki practitioner. I will Reiki at night with him. I do that. I've started doing that more regularly mm-hmm. now with him. Um, we have a few good nights after that. I've put uh, protection symbols around in his room. Funny story. I did it with the ashes of um, an incense stick I was burning. And my husband walked in, licked his finger and started rubbing it off the wall. I'm like, why are you doing this for protection? He's like, I don't know how to live with you. <laughs> like, I thought the boys drew on the walls. <laughs> on the walls come on man did that look like a kid's drawing don't answer that um yeah so Wesley now says that he sees darkness in between his bed and his wall so what I feel there intuitively is he's not actually seeing anything paranormal when he Mm -hmm. is afraid of that he can't see what's in there so he's not afraid but then when he gets up and he moves that energy that he's afraid of it almost like it your um it's that poltergeist activity kind of idea right so you're scared and the energy is going to become what you are as well right right so it gets bigger when you're afraid so he runs down the hall he feels like he's being chased I think it's the anxiety of being followed mm-hmm. by it not as much as it is like he's being chased if there was something malevolent here I would know you know and, yeah. and it's not it's his perception of it and it's another medium um that I'm good friends with he he said it in a really great way if my ADD is not going to do me wrong here um he said that when we're connecting to things that we don't recognize they can feel scary because especially with kids you feel that intensity mm-hmm. and you feel like you're being pushed on when really it's just the presence of another energy that you can't see so you feel scared of it because you can't identify it but the more you learn to be safe and in charge of your own space, the better off you'll be. However, I think it's interesting that you brought up poltergeist because he's been more and more scared the last few nights and we've had more and more activity happening around the house. So it's definitely like I'm doing my share, mm-hmm. but then his fear is like perpetuating it more. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever thought about getting him like liquid sage or like something like that and having him spray it in his room? Like a monster spray, basically. Yeah, like a monster spray. I said monster yeah. spray before, and someone was so offended that I called spirits monsters. So, so I'm like, okay. The child's perception it's is the, the child's monster. perception. Yes, monster, yes. Yeah. You're putting it into terms that the kid can understand, which is so huge when you're empowering them, right? So, if I called right. it spirit spray, my kid would be like, "Are there ghosts in here?" Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. You say monster spray to a five-year-old, he's going to be like, oh, cool. I'm chasing the monsters away because that's exactly. his perception. So I can see how that would be offensive, but I, I would ask someone to realign that idea for um, using a vocabulary a, a small child could understand. Yeah. yeah. Um, we did that at our old house. Maybe he wasn't old enough to really fully grasp it. Um, the middle child does that. It's funny. I learned it on a retreat with you where you like, rub your hands together and you grow the energy ball. Like if you were doing Reiki and then uh, Jay and I will expand the energy throughout the house. And then he tells the spirits, he's like, you can't bother me. I'm going to sleep. That kid sleeps like a rock. So he means it and it's trusted, but Wes was more scared of things. So I think that it, uh, 
it doesn't exactly work with him because he doesn't mm. either mean it or he's not being forceful enough with it. Um, and now the baby has started the baby. He's going to be the baby forever, right? Is that how it yeah. works with the I mean, baby they all, family? Oliver yeah. is seven and he's still the baby. Yeah. <laughs> the baby uh, will wake up screaming every once in a while. And depending on the sound of his cry, I, and y'all don't come at me for this, but I'll send my husband and I'm like, you go get him. <laughs> I don't want to go in there. It's about anything to do with you. Want me or him? Also, if the baby sees me, he's like, "Oh, girl, we up, we going, yeah, yeah." And if they yeah. see my husband, they're like, "Oh, we're going back to sleep. This is good. Dad's chill. That's that energy." Yeah, mom's yeah. vibe is get up and dance. Dad's vibe is go to sleep. <laughs> so yeah. he's starting to hear. I think hear things and and see things too. But I mean, definitely seeing things. He offers his lollipops to the air all the time, but. Anyway, but you know, he doesn't share with real living people only with I know I was gonna say he doesn't share with me. Like what's that about? What's going on there? Doesn't share with you. He's just doesn't like the energy, I guess. What are you gonna do? Doesn't like it. Don't take my food. You gotta bring him more food. He'll keep doing it. Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right. That poltergeist activity is interesting. Have you ever had that around your kids? Um, have I ever had poltergeist activity around my kids? Uh, I'm trying to think of all the houses that we've lived in. Let me think here. Mm, have I ever had poltergeist activity? Not to the point to where, um, no, not that I can say like seeing something fly across the room, seeing something turn on by itself. Um, not poltergeist in that a sense. Um, I mean, we've, we've, so when I'm by myself, I definitely like, uh, we'll have things turn on. I'll definitely have things starting to move with, without any kind of reason or rationale. Um, but I honestly don't know if my kids would pay attention. It's more of like, um, when we had, so I know that for a little bit, you were interviewing serial killers on your podcast. And when I had that reading with someone, I had a reading for anyone that didn't listen to this a couple of years ago with a woman that um, in real life was taken by a serial killer. She was his first victim and um, she ended up being the only one that got away. And I'm not going to say which serial killer it was, but he was put to death. And ever since he died, he's been haunting her which is just terrible. Oh, gives me goosebumps still. So I did a reading with her and she came, or he, excuse me, the serial killer came through. Okay. And he was very difficult to have leave the house because he didn't want to leave. And the kids could pick up who it was, how he was dressed, where he was located. And uh, this is the worst part because of how he was dressed. I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to say which serial killer it was, but because of how he was dressed, they wanted to play with him. And I was like, no, no, absolutely not. And I remember Bryn being like, but he's right there. He's in the backyard. I can see him. And I'm like, nope, you're going to stay right here with me. Cause I like had boundaries up in the house and he was not allowed in the house. So he was staying in the yard. It was, and he was right by their play set. And she pointed like right to where he was and was like, I can see him. He's right there. And I was like, no, that is not a nice, he was dressed up like a character. That's not a nice, whatever the case may be. You don't really see him. He's in your mind's eye. Like he's a spirit. And we had to have that whole conversation. 
So that was probably the crazy, that and my daughter telling me that she was my grandmother. Those two incidents were the craziest incident that has ever happened in this house. Yeah. So what about, um, well, let's talk about you. What was the, your face? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm like going through my brain. I'm like, who was the killer? Like to be the I'll tell you, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you all. Don't worry. Um, so who was the coolest person that you've had on your podcast? Coolest interview. Dead person. Dead person. Yeah. I know living yeah, person okay. is me. Go ahead. Oh. Yeah. Well, obviously. Yeah. Actually, you're like one of only like two or three people that I've ever had on the show. So oh, easy win, I feel so special. Yeah. So when you come on with the way that we're changing things, we're shifting. Can I do a little spill now? Yeah, so, go so, ahead. So, do it. When I'm kind of excited. Yeah. So I just had, if you're listening, um, a friend of Ambie and mine, his name is Ricardo and he is, he just recreated my podcast cover and it's freaking gorgeous. And I cannot wait. And we're, I'm adding a segment called coffee and conjuring. So it's more conversational and it's less of just me telling a murder story. Um, and it's more about like normalizing, demystifying what it is that you and I do basically. Like I say you and I like you and like all other like psychic mediums and how different it is for all of us in the way that we see, we perceive information, the interesting things that have happened to us. I mean, the fact that your kids saw a serial killer who was basically euthanized standing in your backyard for absolutely yeah. <laughs> no reason other than a camera and a reading, like yeah. that's wild. And these are things that you and I talk about in normal conversation, but other people probably think we just like sit around and burn incense and stare into our crystal balls and flip tarot cards all day. Right. So like, mm -hmm. I think it's just really interesting to show that we are so boring and normal. <laughs> just yeah. that we have like really cool jobs too. Right. So even the other day I made a new friend and, Oh, I wasn't supposed to tell you that. I know you don't like when I have new friends. I'm just kidding. Um, no, it's okay. Have, it's all right. You have all the friends. Go ahead. Friend. I made a new friend at the park and I, she said, so what do you do? And I always, that's awkward. People ask me that, right? Yeah. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm not going to say I'm a stay at home mom, much love to all the stay at home moms, but I'm really proud of what I've created. Yeah. And I'm going to say I'm a psychic medium, but we live in a fairly conservative area, especially since moving from Virginia beach to where we are now. It's a little, little more churchy, a little more conservative, right? So I always hesitate, but I found myself just like bellowing it out this time. And I got really nervous. I was like, maybe she doesn't want to exchange numbers anymore. But anyway, I, I feel like I just went off on a, on a little caveat there. Um, the coolest person I've ever had on my show interview wise is where we were a second ago, 10 years ago before ADD. Literally, I forgot um, the question that I had asked. Okay, go ahead. I can't believe I remembered it. I'm very proud of that. Um, so TikTok teaches me all sorts of tactics for ADD. I freaking <laughs> love TikTok. Um, okay, so coolest interview I've ever done with mm -hmm. a serial killer, absolutely, was, and you're going to, there is, some people will say this does not count. I don't care. Uh, Charles Manson. That energy, mm. this was the first time that I channeled without intending to channel. And I realized that I had to shift some shit real fast um, and uh, figure out how to stay on top of that. But uh, Ted Bundy scared, scared me for sure. He, he made me nervous. He said, um, basically told me like in my mind, in my mind's eye, in my ear, I was hearing like, 
that he would have done the same thing to me. And he was like describing how he had killed like these college girls and everything. Oh yeah, they're not nice. They're not nice. Yeah, that that was haunting. But he was also very flirtatious. Mm -hmm. He was very like um, full of himself. Yeah, Yeah. it wasn't surprising at all. Um, But Manson came in just like he was putting on a show. Like you could feel the crazy, but you could also feel that like that disconnect from reality that he lived in, like all the drugs that he did and everything, right? Like he definitely had this like, just he lived in a completely different space, but it was, you could also feel the sadness and the torment that he went through as, as like a teenage boy and like the things that had happened to him. And that was tough to like, you almost see if they never experienced that, like with a lot of mental health disorders, if you never experienced the trigger, then you may never experience symptoms of that, even though you have like the DNA structure to have that mental health disorder, right? right. So if nothing ever triggers you, you don't experience the symptoms. And I feel like with a lot of these killers, not all of them, but with a lot of them, or at least a few of them, there is like this, if they never had been like sexually victimized or had they never been um, bullied even, like no matter how big or small that trigger is, if that had never happened, maybe they would have lived a normal life. Right. And then the others, no, they just definitely would not have. They were like born that way. Um, Mm -hmm. However, he was a lot of energy and he was really fun. And when my kids interrupted the interview, he basically was like, are we talking or is this about your kids right now? He was very rude about it. And it was just so, so upfront and so real that it was, it was shocking. That was really cool. Um, But favorite interview would probably be Eileen Warnos, who was a female serial killer. And she basically was killing, she was a female prostitute and she was killing John's, which I mean, she should not have obviously. Is that the, the one that they made the movie out of? Yeah. So yeah. I haven't seen the movie, and you know me well enough to know that there's not a lot of movies I have seen. I can't sit yeah. for a movie. So I have never seen it. However, I do know that. Um, it's a good one. She, it, that's that's what I was told. She she was very sad. The system failed yeah. her over and over and over again. So she just for her sad. to be. For her to be put to death for that, it just, it felt so wrong. I, I cried after that interview because I could feel how intensely sad and alone she was and the gratitude that she showed for having someone actually listen. Mm. That was for sure. But the one who stuck around the most was Dahmer. I didn't want to do an interview with him and a lot of people requested it. So I finally was like, nah, I'll do it. How bad could it be? It was bad. It was awful. I hated every second of it. And I felt like he stood outside my window staring in for like weeks. I could not shake his energy. Mm. So which one was the one that dressed like a clown? John Wayne Gacy. Also creep vibes. Yeah. Super. Never. I didn't really interview him. That was more like a psychic connection. I won't connect as a medium if they really creep me out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love that. Um, who were you? So we're, you were doing coffee, uh, with Kath, Catherine, I was going to say the new one, coffee and conjuring. Um, what cases are you working on right now? Well, I just released today an episode about the Hammersmith ghost, which was a little bit different from what I normally do is more like present day true crime. This was early 1800s and it was just almost like a little bit silly, not silly because people still died, but more of a silly kind of take on hauntings and true crime. Um, it's a short, most of my episodes are like 20 minutes or less. Um, 
it'd be longer if I could not speak at the speed of light, but also working on it. Um, <laughs> anyway, the next case that's coming out is the Kansas City Butcher. And that Ooh. is about as horrific as you would assume that it would be. Um, that one I'm not necessarily excited for, but after that, we're gonna switch back to a missing person case and talk about the story of Johnny Gosh, who um, for whatever reason has been popping up again lately. Um, and then we'll probably go back to more missing, murdered indigenous people stories and just keep bouncing around the focus. The focus changes a lot on my show because my focus changes a lot. <laughs> yeah, why not? It's your show, you do what you want, you know? Um, we have a question from the audience. So someone said, no, uh, noticed white orbs when took moon pictures yesterday was so amazed and was so amazed, noticed it just moved and felt huge love Are white G angels orbs always we're thinking. Okay. So I don't know if, um, orbs are angels all the time. I feel like they are definitely spirits or spirits um trying to send you messages sometimes they can be guides in my opinion that's just my thought um but i went to the winchester mystery house and there were orbs all over the all over the place to the point to where one actually almost knocked my phone out of my hand so i do feel like those are spirits i don't think that that is necessarily like an angel at that time but i think it's depending upon the situation what are your thoughts I would say the same. I don't know that it's necessarily an angel. I also think that like words like that, like angels and demons and all of that are very mm -hmm. like centralized based on what your religious beliefs are as well. Right. But like a higher energy, like a higher good. I do think that white orbs are, are supposedly um, like high spiritual energy, like very high up there. So like, yeah, spirit guides, very high up there. That's a technical term. Um, they are very uh, high vibrational beings. Um, and then different colors are supposed to mean different things. I don't, my orb knowledge isn't so hot, I suppose, but the, like the brighter the color and the lighter the color, the more high vibrational it's supposed to be. Do you think that goes into like, cause saying it out loud, thinking about it out loud. Do you feel like that goes into like spiritual, like, like, um, dark things are negative and light things are good. Like that's kind of, I don't know, stereotyping racism. What are we thought? What are your thoughts on that? Just off the mm -hmm. top of my head. I have always connected it to, um, almost like your chakra system. Okay. So if you're seeing like green energy, it's, it doesn't matter if it's like if it's a duller color, not even darker, but duller, if it's not shining mm -hmm. as brightly, then it's right. not as not vibrating as high, right? So mm -hmm. if you were to see um, like purple, if you're seeing like that purple orb energy, maybe it's connected to your crown chakra, right? Yeah, violet. And then if that's, um, if it's like got a really bright light around her, it's a really bright purple then that energy is like very protective. It's very like spiritual. It's very whatever. The white light, as far as I'm concerned, has always been um, like what envelops you, almost like that like heavenly glow, so to mm -hmm. speak. And with mm -hmm. that, I feel like it's just like the coming together of all of like the chakra, um, like everything in alignment, basically, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where you see like that big protective glow. But 
you could be onto something there. I know when I do Reiki or I do any sort of group meditation that I'll lead, I often encourage people to pick the color of the light that surrounds them rather than it being white. I yeah. make it gold and I tell them if it's not gold or if that doesn't sound good to you, then whatever color does resonate. But I think that if you were to see like, say like a black orb, yeah. number one, I don't think you're going to really see it. Number two, if it's got a bright glow around it still, it's not, I don't think that it would be negative, right? Right. No, I don't think that, that, um, oh, I just spilled coffee on myself. That's a sad day. Mm. I don't think that like, um, shadow figures or thing like things like that are necessary, necessarily negative. You know what I mean? I think that it's right. just what we associate with. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's just my opinion. I think it's more of like, how do you feel? Because when you see, like a serial killer, for instance, in a spirit form, you don't see them as a shadowy figure. You see them as a normal spirit the way you would anyone else, but mm -hmm. they are quite negative. They are not uh, not happy. Well, not, I don't want to generalize everybody, but that's basically my thought on that. Right. It's like a heavier energy. It's almost a heavier like, energy. Um, yeah. I, I guess, you know, what, like what's coming to mind for me is like, like with humidity, if it's really humid out, the air feels heavy and it's almost like you could like, you could like cut through the air with a knife mm. because it's so thick and humid mm -hmm. and heavy. Right. But if it's like really, if there's no humidity, the air feels lighter. Right. So right, I right. like, I feel like energy should be described like that, right? Like it's lighter or it's heavier, not necessarily lighter and darker. Yeah. 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 That I makes like sense. That. Yeah. I like that better. Yeah. That's a good also, point. Dark energy for anyone listening, there's nothing more fun than playing in dark energy just a little bit just to like get that duality and and really like dive into those bright whites and those like yellows and pinks and all that energy but then also be comfortable in like the grays and the blues and the blacks mm -hmm. and and just embrace both sides of that because it's fun and that's kind of like with the serial killer stuff I have lines that can be crossed and that could be crossed and we don't cross them. We maintain heavy boundaries, but it's also important to know that just because you're sending love and light to things uh, doesn't necessarily mean you're keeping everything away. It's important. I think at least is my opinion to recognize that there is heavier energy or more negative energy. And it is important to maintain those healthy boundaries. It's not always just like, Oh, send us some good pipes to make a big ball of light and send it off. Right. It's not that simple sometimes. Right. And I 100%. think that's, really important to know that you should not just go dabbling off into any of it. And that's why with kids too, who are even more sensitive to that, it's really important that you're, you're cleansing energy, you're removing negative energies, you're in charge of your space, because that's not just yours when you're a mom, it's your, your family's space as well. So like, if I'm researching a case, I had done one, um, her name was was Daisy, Daisy Mayheath, and she was um, she was taken from Blackfeet Nation, and you could see this tall, like evil feeling man who was in like this field, this valley that they were looking in for her. Um, and she was, I don't believe she was ever found. Don't quote me on that. That was a long time ago on that episode, but uh, I fell asleep researching that case. And so I did not shut anything down when I was feeling into that case, right? right. Both right. of my kids woke up screaming and running into my room talking about basically that person, like seeing who it was. And he was never caught convicted or anything. So they were seeing him too. 
And I think that's really interesting that, um, I, not interesting, I think it's, that was the wrong word. I think it's really important that people understand that if your kids are showing signs of being intuitive and it's more than just imagination, number one, don't pass it off as just imagination, but number two, allow them to speak about it without making them feel like they're being silly or inventing things, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Because gaslighting when you, there's nothing worse than being gaslit as a child about your abilities and your gifts. And it can really fuck with your head. So makes you not trust yourself. Yeah. A hundred percent. And we already don't trust ourselves enough in this society, in this world that we live in. Okay. We have one more comment. Do you have time for another comment? Mm-hmm. Question. Okay. So Carrie Fox on Facebook said, do you think orbs uh, visibility is similar to auras? Where when you start out practicing seeing auras, you can usually see clear or white light. Hold on, it moved. But as you progress, you see more colors. So in theory, the more orbs you see, the more practice you can pick up the orbs color more. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I feel like that sounds, yeah, that checks out. I usually see like yellows a lot. I see a lot of yellows, orbs and auras actually. Sometimes I'll see a green aura on someone, but I see a lot of, yeah. I see a lot of green. Do you? Interesting. That's interesting, but I haven't uh, trained myself to see auras more either. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's just not like super exciting. It doesn't mean that, you know, if you do it, that's wrong or anything. It's not, but to me, it's just like, meh kind of cool I notice when it's happening and I'm like thanks that's awesome and then well, I keep it moving. when you have axe murderers in your backyard I suppose that the colors around people aren't nearly as exciting <laughs> <laughs> it's not nearly as exciting oh goodness sakes what do your kids think about uh your job like do they understand it do they comprehend it or like what do what do they think about it okay so of the older two I hate I don't know that Wesley really fully understands it. He's the one he'll be seven in November and he's just kind of like mom works. I think Mm -hmm. that's like all there really is to it. I tell him I'm psychic. I tell him like I know things or that I can see people who have passed away, like see their spirit coming from them kind of thing and talk to them. Now, Jameson will say, what did he said something about someone in an ambulance? I can't, it was a while ago, but he basically said, if they die at the hospital and I said well where do they go after that because I was trying to see how much he understood and he said they come to our house to talk to you mom (laughs) so I think he gets it he's not wrong he's not wrong he's not and he's so freaking aware that kid I tell you what he is just he I don't understand him I was looking for the thermometer to take my oldest temperature yesterday or yeah last night and I am walking through the house, like, where the hell is this thing? Where's the thermometer? Where's the thermometer? And Jameson, without missing a beat, he's five. He says, it's on top of your dresser in the back next to the, um, next to the, like, the cap, like, the stair thing. He goes, next to the things that go on top of the stairs. I'm like, there's no way. So I'm going upstairs, and he follows me, arms crossed, and he goes, is it there? I'm like, how did you know that? And he goes, I don't know. I think I saw it there. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't think you did see it there. Yeah. I think you knew it was there. This is kind of BS. <laughs> this yeah. My husband goes, this is why I don't worry when I deploy because you've got Jay. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> my wallet is, my keys are, that'll be trouble when he's a teenager. But I, um, yeah, I don't remember why I shared that story, but I do, I think that my kids understand what I do to some degree. I don't think the oldest fully gets it. And I think that Jameson does get it. 
but I also think he's coming online a lot more lately Mm -hmm. than he has been. And it's really cool to see. And I've always been able to kind of gauge people based on his reaction to them as well. He'll just let out say, I don't like that person. Like why? He goes, they don't feel good. It's that simple. And it really is. That's what I feel like building your intuition comes down to so much of the time. It's how does that feel for you? Yeah. Does it feel good? Trust that. It feels bad? Trust that. That's literally, it's that simple. A lot of the time we overcomplicate everything. Okay. hundred um, percent. We do hundred percent. We do. I agree with you. What, where can people find you? How can they work with you? What, what do you want to plug? I am on right now, find my podcast, find murder and mediumship. I am pouring my heart and soul into that lately. Absolutely love doing that show and connecting with listeners. Otherwise you can find me at katherineannintuitive.com. I do readings as well. And I am on TikTok occasionally. I haven't been maybe once a week or so on there, but the same handle for everything across the board. Don't find me on Facebook. I'll never answer you. It's archaic. It's dead to me. Um, but those are the places you can find me. Um, and if you have any cool, crazy stories you want to share, find me on Instagram and DM them because I am sharing those on the podcast as well in the coming months. So I'm stoked for that. And thank you so much for having me on here. I love coming on this show. Oh, of course. Anytime, anytime. Um, I love having you on because I love, well, we could just keep chatting, but I realized we're at an hour now, so we have to stop. We have to wrap this up, but yeah, we could really? just keep chatting. And this is the grown up time that I get. So that too. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate this. We all appreciate it. Everybody check out murder and mediumship and we'll have all of your stuff at the bottom, the show notes and all of that. Alexa's still doing that. And until next time, everybody keep on blooming. Bye everybody. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it. If you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Podcast.